Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brett and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering room. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more show two, not 222 on August 4th, 2022. That's where I got a little screwed up, Dave. There's a lot of twos involved there, a lot of Jeter stuff involved. Dave, the WCBL season winding down here. I want to thank once again Jake Lindmeyer for joining us on the show the other day to talk uh, umpires and catchers and coaches. We had a good little chat. I encourage everybody who hasn't listened to that show yet to give it a listen. And if you have kids in baseball, it's a good it's a good listen. Or if you have whatever, it's a good listen about uh, the uh, the ins and outs of uh, working around the plate and how how things work in the game of baseball. So once again, Jake, thank you very much for uh, Brooks Bombers coach for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, the Brooks Bombers actually clinched their first playoff spot in franchise history last night with a win in Sylvan Lake. So congrats to those guys. I hope I don't got to go to Brooks to do a game, but that's another story for another day. Dave, I'm going to breathe a little bit. How you doing, my friend? You are wound up. You came in just ready to roll and got yeah. your thank yous out. Well, I'm not quite as revved up as you, but I was going to start with, do you know what happened 29 years ago today? Because I spent a lot of time click, clicking on the mouse throughout the day, Dave, I think it was the day <laughs> that uh, today's the day that Robin Ventura should have stayed at home plate and not taking some licks from the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Nolan Ryan. One of the single greatest highlights oh. ever in the history of highlights. One of the greatest pitchers in the, in, the, in the history of sports. I remember that happened. I remember I, I back in the day with my sports highlights, like we didn't have ESPN and TS and wasn't even really a thing here in Canada. 
I would watch my sport highlight every night on uh, CNN with yeah, Van Earl, Earl Wright. Wright. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So nonetheless, that's, I don't know if it was Van Earl calling it, but that's where I saw that. And I'll never forget seeing it for the first time. And I giggle every time I saw it, I see it. Yeah. And it happened uh, 29 years ago today. Crazy how time flies like that. Yeah, I remember the days of uh, Van Earl Wright on CNN and you had sports at 11 and the sports 1130. Like the sports 11 was on ITV in Edmonton. Sports 1130 was the guys in, in, in Calgary. And they, they fit as much as they could. And they were great personalities that were on TV. Uh, there, there were half hour shows, but they had to be, they had to be so good to get eye, eyeballs on. Tight, them, right? Yeah. And it was the, this much time, this much information out, uh, local stuff included, like not CNN, obviously, but 11 and 1130, they had to get this much information and local stuff in as well. Uh, those guys were great. That's where the Titian got his start. Um, yeah, just great, great shows. Those were. Yeah, it's funny how uh, uh, a clip like this reminds me of the personal personalities that used to be on the sports highlight show because yeah. that's it. Like if you weren't there at eleven o'clock, there was no PVRing, there was no cell phones. You were, yeah, you were ass and seat eleven o'clock. Otherwise, you missed sports highlights for the day. You kind of miss those days because I think there was more sports fans because of it. Because you like now you you sit down for a pint after work and there's 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 it's just constantly on a roll. Or you, you sit down in the morning to watch to have you, it's just always on, or you could always find the information. So now you can have quasi sports fans compared to actual guys who would would check out what was going on. There's a lot less effort into being a sports fan now. And 100%. what I mean, what I mean by that is like I ran even a hockey pool back in the day, my first year of university. The the Lethbridge Herald, like I had to like comb through the the fucking yeah thing and like actually jot it down and i had a spreadsheet and like i i said forget it i'll never do this again we have no we i know how lucky we are anyone under the age of 30 has no idea how lucky you are to have your yahoo pools and and that because commission of, of a league now is is gravy at a job i still don't want to do but i would never be a commissioner back in the day I did it one year. I can't remember who it was for, but I, every Tuesday the stats would come out for the NHL and I would go through every week, tally them up myself, goals, assists, points, penalty minutes. And the, there was only 30, 35 of us, but it was an all day event, man. Oh, like, Christ. A, it took a, me hours to do this. Yeah. And like, screw that. Yeah. It was crazy. For yeah. nothing. Anyway. Uh, Dave, yeah. We got on a total tangent. No, on it doesn't matter. No, it's good yeah. to talk about those guys. Uh, we'll do it. Find if we can get Ben Earl right and see what he's up to. Get him on our show one day. <laughs> I wonder uh, what he's doing. Who he did deep he, over the wall in left field. Like he was great. That, that voice was great, and just that name was something you wouldn't you wouldn't forget the next day. Like he was and he, awesome. And what an awesome tagline too. Yeah. Like deep over the wall in left field. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. He was uh, good. Earlier on this week, Dave, I can't. The days are all melding into into one. The summertime, where the dog days of summer. We're into August, August the 4th. Uh, you sent me an article on the uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Max Pacioretty. They, they traded him to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He came out with after signing there. They traded him away. Um, he had some pretty disparaging remarks about the franchise, how there's no pressure from management. It's kind of a country club. He didn't say country club, but he, he didn't go as far as saying that, but he pretty much said it. Um, I've always said that I would rather play 
in a not if I was a hockey player in a non-traditional hockey market because you don't have the press you have the warm weather which is always a plus I mean who wouldn't want to play hockey in a day like today compared to when it's 40 below um but Patchy Reddy didn't seem to care for his time too much in Las Vegas coming from the uh, the media hotbed and the hockey hotbed that Montreal is why do you think he would make those comments and what benefit like what's he trying to accomplish by it what I took from that article is that um when he came to Vegas he took it as a welcome break because now he's out of the pressure cooker cooker that is Montreal and and I can only imagine the pressure being there especially them being not successful for so long and and the expectations of that market and going to uh, Las Vegas and having a break. But then after three years, it's like, well, you know, maybe this pressure from the fan base is a good thing because I know what it's like to feel pressure from a fan base, but a lot of my teammates don't know what it's like to feel pressure. Mm -hmm. You're just brought in because you're the best player available and you're having a good year. And, and we sure we want to win, but there's no pressure. And, you know, there's that saying, no pressure, no diamonds. And I kind of get it because, you know, Florida, they've been poised to take the next step for a bit now. And I, and I understand, I get it They're against Tampa, but no pressure there, right there. You don't have a demanding fan base and, and to have a demanding fan base, I guess, is a blessing and a curse. Well, that's the one thing that didn't that kind of didn't make sense to me with what Patch Reddy was saying is that there's been zero um, loyalty towards coaches and players in Vegas in their five year history. So, I think that they want to win. Maybe Vegas just didn't see him as being a part of it for some reason. Maybe he was ruffling feathers that he shouldn't have been because they haven't shown loyalty to their coaching staff or anything up to this point. So for them to say there's no pressure, that was an odd statement for me. I, I agree because the pressure, the pre, like obviously the, the pressure from the owners and just saying like whatever it takes, whatever it takes, that message isn't being conveyed into the players that are being brought in. And, and it, I guess it's different because as a player, the pressure from up top, fuck you going to do. You're signing my checks no matter what I do. Like, yeah. so the pressure from up top has to be cultural because they don't, I don't give a, f I care. I'm trying. That's it. Now pay me. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to get my paycheck no matter what happens. But when you got that fan pressure against you, now you're being attacked by fans, not that attack. Okay. Like, so let's just, push it into this Joey Gallo situation, the comments he made about his, oh. his year in, in, Dude, you in hit New York. 083 with 95 strikeouts and 28 at bats. Okay. You know, but I know like, the numbers are wrong, obviously, but I'm just being, I was exaggerating, obviously, but it was awful. His, his, his tenure this season in New York was awful and he's ashamed of it himself. He admits yeah. it, but should that make him afraid to walk the streets of New York? No. And that's my point. And I think that might be Patch Reddy's point too. If you're playing like dog shirt in Montreal 
and you walk the streets, everybody knows who you are. They know where you live and, and your social media is, is those are the two markets with the most pressure from the fan base. I believe, especially if you're doing terrible, it's the best. The thing is like, the thing is with like, when you're, and I don't want to say that Vegas is a third world country or a third world spot or whatever, like, but, but just hear me out for a second. Like when you, you play junior hockey or you play um, in the, in the minor leagues or whatever. And if you're the biggest fish there for a team that's new or not supposed to win, you get treated pretty well by the fan base. Especially when you're you're an expansion team, and, and there, there there's a grace period. So is Vegas kind of suffering from kink being the players, not the organization, but the players being treated as kings of a third world country? Possibly, but uh, it, it's so incomparable to a hockey city, like any Canadian city. Like I don't care how successful. Vegas remains the players as a general rule will never be recognizable on the streets never in Toronto in Edmonton in Calgary you're recognizable on the streets like you're a celebrity like you're you're Brad Pitt walking around Hollywood right like if you're a super if you're the the highest played player on a Canadian team you're going to get recognized within 30 seconds of walking out your door. So is there a, a plus and a minus to that day? Because if you're on, on the plus side, me and my wife and my kids can just live and live in anonymity. If I sign with Vegas, Tampa, Florida, LA, Anaheim, like the, the, the Sunbelt States, Phoenix, play in a tiny mite arena. Um, is there a bonus next? I'm, I'm rich beyond belief. I live in a great big city where there's a million tourists in and out a day, which Vegas has. Millions a big number, but there, there's a lot of people there throughout the day on the strip that don't care who you are because they're there to have a good time and they're going to a game regardless. And, and if you're coming from out of town to go go to a game, you might be going to that game to see the team of the town that you came from. So is Vegas almost destined to be what they are now? Just a, a bunch of guys who or enjoying a, t- a good time because yeah, they were successful their first year. The fan base is great, but is Vegas in jeopardy of being a team that the players don't really care that much? Um, ah, we come across this all the time. Like hockey by far. Not they don't care, but like, eh. if we win, we win. If we don't, that's, that's cool too, because I'm living here and It's in basketball, it's the same thing too, but the basketball players are making obscene money, right? Like not every NFL uh NHLer can can live in the, the ultra-rich gated community. A basketball player, like the any name we know, has two hundred million dollars in the bank already. Yeah. But like that doesn't happen for NHLers. No. And so I honestly think this might be become a problem and that's why a canadian team hasn't won a cup in so long 32 years i believe it is now because the players at the end of the day why am i going to subject myself to this much pressure when i'm only making this much money and this and i can i have a 
better chance of winning the cup down there than having to put up with this fucking bullshit up here. Maybe not, that's why. Okay, well, D- Dave, if you look at it right now, you go to the, the, uh, the what's there, seven Canadian teams? The Leafs aren't winning next year. The Flames aren't winning next year. The Canucks aren't winning. Winnipeg's not winning. Uh, Ottawa's not winning. And Edmonton has a dog's chance. Edmonton has a, a bit of a dog's chance. And Toronto, well, they, they ne- they're never going to win. So right there, you have seven. We just said seven teams right now in Canada aren't winning the Cup next year. They're not. I, they're not. I, don't, I don't foresee it. Right? They're just not. So why not go to Vegas, get paid, and have a, a kind of a chance? But, uh Fuck, whatever. So maybe that maybe that's what Pat already saying. There's no there's no urgency there because they are the the, the big the, the big fish in the small pond. Because they're the first franchise professional sports franchise, it like not professional because they've had minor league teams there before, but they're the first big franchise there, and the players kind of run the operation. And if fuck, you guys traded, you guys got me. I'm I'm leading the good life here. Why not? Yeah, I like this is maybe this that's is, what he was saying. Yeah. Like this is it's 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 a good place to make a living. And I think that's more and more now, and we've talked about it with today's NHL player. Yes, they all want to raise the Stanley Cup. I have no doubt about it. But it takes a lot of personal sacrifice um, to and buy-in to be able to even have a chance for that, no matter how well of a team the, the GM assembles. It's going to take a certain mix and a certain blend and then a bonding factor. And then when you start playing for each other, as opposed to the paycheck, you you got something special. And if you get some bumpy roads and then all of a sudden you don't make your, you miss the playoffs or you're out in round one, nah, give it our best. Yeah. Do you, do you think players now know that, there's only X amount of teams per like in fuck, how do I word this? When they get drafted, they know that there's probably a five-year window with that team they're from that that can because now now if you get drafted first overall, you gotta probably, get that second contract. You're, you're probably not winning if you get drafted first overall. Like you're the big dog, like that Connor, Connor Bedard kid that plays Regina right now, he's gonna go first overall next year. He knows who, whoever gets him is probably going to be Chicago because Chicago dumped everybody. They're trying to dump salaries, everything else. Kane and Taves aren't going to be there by the, by the end of next season. Um, do you think he knows, okay, my first five years, we're not going to be very good, a la Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby. But the next five or four, that's the chance I have to win one, maybe two, pending how things go. So – if you are a team like the Vancouver Canucks, who are who are the problem they had, they were they were mediocre for so long. They're not going to win for a long time because they're mediocre for too long. So, do you think players, act, players, and agents, everything they actually know? Like we're not winning. Like we'll give it our all, but big picture here, man, we're not winning. Yeah, like you think yeah, they know that for sure because we can. We, can we know they must. Yeah, and like we can write 10 names down right now and like these are the teams that have a chance and we'll rank them 1 to 10 depending on injuries and blah blah blah. Anything can happen. Like that St. Louis Blues team 
that's once in our lifetime. That's once really. in our lifetime. It was wonderful to watch because they just bonded together. They said like, ah, fuck. Over Gloria of all things, but yeah. yeah over Gloria, right? They, like it was uh, like in Bull Durham when uh, What We Need Boys is a rain out and he turned there on the go. sprinklers. That, they had a rain out with Gloria. Um, where was I on my point? Uh, the motivation factor, I, I honestly don't know it in today's, NHLer, I honestly do not know it because I, I, I do know this. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Winning a Stanley Cup isn't important, isn't the, the end goal for a lot of NHLers anymore. Well, Dave, before Kachuk went from Calgary to Florida, we 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 actually called it before anybody else did here in the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Um, we actually called that Kachuk Incorporated is way more important than the Stanley Cup to those boys. And he proved it about two days after we fucking called it. You bet. Like he's so for all you, you people who need uh quick. Breaking news ahead of time. Listen to us because we've actually been calling stuff a lot ahead, a lot more ahead of people than the uh, the, the big wigs do. Because we called that Kachuk having a Stanley Cup. Yes, he went to a good team, which was lucky that they were able to make a deal at the time they did. But playing in Calgary on a cup contender was not a priority to him whatsoever. Once once Goudreau went, and it wasn't to Goudreau either because Goudreau had a better chance he that playing for the the, the Flames. Than he does now playing for the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets. He would have, Goudreau would have made more money and had a better chance at the cup by playing in Calgary. Yeah. Why didn't he? And I and like you can say family, family all you want, but like it's, it's just like fuck this. I don't want a microphone in my face. I don't want to be the face of a franchise. I, I like the I don't mind being in the face of the franchise, but let's like fucking tap the brakes on 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 when i punch the clock i'm done i'm done like yeah. when i'm when i'm i want to i want to walk the park with my wife i want to go to grocery shopping once in a while i want to do shit i want to take my kids to the public pool no you can't do any of that shit if you're well, now that you think about league. it dave the, the best thing to happen to a, a golden uh, a, a golden night to be obscure was they got an NFL football team. They're second fiddle already. They'll have their fan base who likes hockey, but football overtakes everything in that country, no matter what. I think it's I think it's so easy to be invisible in Vegas, right? It's for for the hockey player, absolutely it is. But now even more so, not like now even more so on the front page of the paper of the sports of the sports, because now there's a football team there and the and football overtakes everything in that country. Yeah, you're right, and 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 it helps. So maybe, it helps or hurts. Like I don't know. And and once again, I don't know. I can't. 
obviously there is a, some crossover, but I would think a lot of the hockey season ticket holders they are not. That. Yeah. Like if you have a season ticket, I don't know what their season ticket base is. It's large. Um, well, and who knows what the casinos pay for and blah, blah, blah. The, the diehard fan, I bet you there's more diehard Golden Knight fan than Raider fan. 100%. Yeah. Raider because, fans Raider fans will fly in on on Saturday night, go to the game Sunday, fly home Sunday night. Yeah, Raider Raider brand. They'll drive actually, from wherever cuz driving yeah. from driving from Oakland isn't isn't a horrible experience. Well, it's not great, but I I've, I've done it oh, a time or two. Lately, but, so. but you know, and that's a roadie for the boys and yeah. you only have to do it 8 times a year, so you make two and it's going to be fun. And then they like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's it's uh it's an event and and the Raiders are a good brand. Like just despite how yeah. how terrible that franchise is. There's Oakland a lot to LA of to Oakland fans. again. They still got fans. Like everywhere you go, you see Raider jerseys and hats everywhere still. We're the outlaws of the NFL. NFL hates us. So just yeah. go fuck yourself. They hate your owner's haircut. Anyway. Yeah, uh, go give John Madden a hand. Yeah, you, you, just, you just wonder why Patch already wouldn't have just kept low and said, yeah, it just wasn't for us anymore or whatever. Because by, by the sounds of his his comments, there was a trade coming regardless. Like he did, he probably voiced his opinion, said, we're not winning with this group. And they said, okay, get out of here then. And then, and right? then maybe, Does that make sense? Well, yeah, and then you're treated like a piece of meat as well. He didn't like the way um, Vegas went about business by hiring and firing coaches and GMs and and try, and pushing players out and, you know, constantly trying to get better on paper, but like at the expense of who, right? And so maybe he was tired of that too. There's like as much as little of pressure there was from the actual fan base, there was love and acceptance from the organization. So yeah. like, like when you, when you get signed to, there's something special about putting on a Habs jersey. I can only imagine. Right. And, and, and same with the Leafs jersey. And, and when you don't have that and you don't have the. the to go heart. from one extreme to the other pro- is probably pretty tough. Yeah. And I mean, okay, this isn't how we do things in National Hockey League. Yeah, compared to like, yeah, Montreal was is is the craziest on one spectrum, and then you go here, and then it's just nothing. Like, so where's where's he going next? Who signed him? Carolina. He went to Carolina, which uh, so, is a hockey bit of a hockey market, and they have a, they've had a chance to win. They've been in some and they have yeah, and, things, and, and they a, have some a, culture. Yeah, yeah. They, they they don't they don't mind winning uh, down there. No, it's it's interesting that he made the comments and it's the way it went. And we thought that uh, Vegas Vegas hasn't seemed to do themselves any favors since they came in the league. It was a it was a nice story the first year, but since since then they haven't made a lot of friends. Yeah, I'm kind of, and, that, and I'm that's a, not just and that's not just in the hockey world, like inside, but the outside world, like me and you and the and and the the the, the outside fans, the inside fans, like that Vegas team, they're a slimy bunch of fucks. Oh yeah, fourteen twenty Dave ain't a fan. Like mm-hmm. Vegas can go fuck themselves. Like yeah. I'll I'll cheer for Colorado anytime in that division. Interesting. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports podcast brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Save some twenty bucks on the first uh, your first roundup sign up there and uh, get to yourself some free parking. Free parking. I you know when we're going to Denver, we're so goddamn close. 
So it's going to be all beer money. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Uber. I'm sorry, taxi guys. But I'm going to see you at the mile high. Yeah. Get we're, my- we're, uh, we're using subways. We're not Ubering or nothing when we're in New York City. We're not trying we're going to pretend to drive anywhere around there. So 800 meters to the gates from our hotels. Perfect. Done deal. Yeah, the where we're staying in New York, it's a quick, easy, half an hour subway ride, then we're at the, in the Bronx, so we'll be good. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewers sports talk, and a whole lot more. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420SPORTS, that's 1420SPORTS, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by FanDickAndFadGents.com. Uh, Dave, now the Major League trade deadline is done. A lot of teams did nothing. The Toronto Blue Jays didn't do a whole bunch to the, de- the deadline to improve themselves. They're having, a, they're on a pretty good run right now. They're ten and a half behind the the uh, uh, my my New York Yankees. They um, are probably going to be okay for a playoff spot. But there's a lot of teams that dealt some guys and basically are mainly in the rest of the season. Man, you get a dog this summer and your team's not in it. Playing out the string, whether you're a fan, uh, you're a player who's a middle of a, a contract in his second or third year with a couple to go. It's got to be tough night in, night out, playing for absolutely fuck all. As an athlete, as a fan, it, it could just be crushing, but, but excuse me, especially if you had high hopes for the, for the season going in, because I'm not saying your fate is sealed, but you got a really good idea. Going to the game, you know, just going to the game. Your expectations are low. As a player, if you're under the age of 30, you're playing for that next contract. So I I honestly think in baseball, more than any other sport, they're really trying hard. But if you have a contract already and you're in year two of a five-year deal, and you're like, oh, fuck me. What am I doing here? Like, it can't be. Like yeah, you 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 obviously to be an athlete at, at that level, you got to be ultra competitive and and good. But there's got to be nights you're like, I can mail it in, and no one's gonna care, or no. I don't think so. I like you know because maybe in the field, maybe in the field you can get caught being a little bit lax lackadaisical. At the plate, you got to be focused, and yeah, I guess because if you're not laser focused, then you're not going to be successful. Like you can still walk into one, a good hitter is a good hitter. But now 
if you're not laser focused, you're not going to produce anywhere near what, what you, what you're paid to do, but to what end? Yeah. We're not winning. If I go four for four, or one for four or all for four, it doesn't much matter at this point. We, we, we lose a game like we're, we're, because what they're about 112 in right now. If if we go 20 and 20 the last 40 games, it ain't gonna change what I get paid. I don't think Otani's taking his foot off the gas. Did you see that stat tonight? The Angels hit seven solo home runs and lost eight seven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's one of the greatest stats I, I ever. Will, like tomorrow I'll peruse the uh, the old interweb there and find out. Do kids call the internet? What do they? What do kids call it? Because I still call it internet. I'm old. Uh use your data is what they. My kid yells to me on my phone. Like just ask Safari or ask Siri. Like that's like they don't even. I don't even think they know what www means. I still call it the internet. I'm surfing. I was surfing the internet. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, the fuck. internet. Yeah, whatever. No, I'll see that's more like how many? What's the biggest number of uh, solo home runs? That's got to be a major league record. Seven solo home runs and lose a game eight seven like if they would have produced two walks somewhere in there they win the game just get a goddamn base runner like that just shows you find a way team. just terrible just uh, terrible and and maybe shit luck but like i don't otani like otani's not uh uh mailing it in but he's he's the brand and he's he's so good god that good. guy is good He's really but good. but someone like who else like um who's who's mailing it in now? The Cubs, the the Royals, the Marlins, yeah, the Pirates, the Pirates, the oh geez, Col- man. Colorado and Arizona, yeah. Baltimore probably is now because they they got rid of uh, uh, Trey Mancini and they they're close, but they weren't going to be close enough. Because they were only two, they were only two games out of a wild card spot at the trade deadline, and they're having a good season for in in in, in Orioles. I'm so proud of the Orioles. I really like. I hate their owner, but I like that. I like that franchise. I like their fan base. I like their barn. I'm, I want to go to that, that. That's one park I got to go to before I meet my maker. I'm still a few years away from that, hopefully. But that's one park <laughs> I really want to go to. And yeah. uh yeah, and good for Orioles fans. Like it's a historic franchise that's had success in the past. It's been a long time, but you know, good for them. And then it it even gives more credence to how strong that AL East is. Like that yeah. boss is bottom feeder in that right now. Dave, do you think that like on trade deadline day when it all went down on Tuesday, that they were sitting around the clubhouse, they were okay, we're close. We were, we're two games out or we're three games out, a player here, a player there, uh, maybe add an arm, whatever, and just keep us, in, keep us in the race until we prove management wrong. When, a ma- when management doesn't do anything or they just they take away a key piece like the Orioles did, do you think that the players go, well, that's it for the season, fuck it. They, or, or what's next or, or what like what would be the, the mood you think in a dressing room when a team thinks they're right about there and they got a bunch of grinders who are playing pretty good and management goes we're not close we're not catching these guys we're not catching these guys the two the two playoff gates we might get isn't worth us getting rid of our our uh prospects 
And well, and question number two, Dave, when did every player become a prospect? They're not prospects. They're hat fillers. Most of these guys who play in the minor leagues are hat fillers because you have your really good guys. Well, you have your, you have your, your next stars. You have your really good guys and then hat fillers. And that's the minor leagues is. Why is everybody a fucking prospect now? Uh, and you read that too. Anytime, like uh, when you read on the, the acquire, blah, 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 blah. Uh, number two product in the system, 57 overall. Number six prospect in the system, number 125 overall. Like you actually read that. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? Like, like really? It, like you say, it's just hat fillers because – as you were saying that, I was trying to think of a, a something that I would like to know. Like when the Jays traded Roy Halladay to the Phillies, I remember they got this the Drabex kid as a pitcher, who was the the number one prospect, number four overall as pitching prospects. I haven't heard his name since that fucking trade. Yeah, I, I would really like to know from the Doc Holiday trade to like how many players resulted of being roster players for the Jays that year. They're like, like right now, because, you know, I would, I would think that was 10 years ago. You would, there's, there's gotta be names. We have someone we playing somewhere, but there, but there, how many, like every year, there isn't that many rookie of the year candidates. No, like, right? like, so like all these guys. And like, I, I, I follow teams. I don't follow players. I follow standings. I don't follow players. I, I, I watch games. I don't care who's playing. That That's me. Like I, I if, if there's a name that comes up, there's a great, great player, great, and you, you catch on to it. I'm a huge fan of the game. I'm a fan of the game. I'm not a fan of players unless something catches your mind. The All these prospects who get traded for, yes, there's people who follow way more than I do. They know this guy's stats playing in double-A Wichita, the, the, the Tri-County Pigeon Munchers, like you said a few months ago. There, there's these guys who are they? You, the, you, the, you the, aren't the Yankees. Yankees. The Yankees got the 15th ranked pitcher in the Dodgers organization for Joey Gallo. So the 15th ranked pitcher might have been player. I don't, doesn't, who cares? Who cares? So where, so where would he have been playing this year? Double A? I have no idea. Well, like 15 to like, so like the triple A team has. You've got to think nine arms. Yeah. And then the double A, like he might even, he, he might even be in single A or rookie ball because, you but know, he's he going has a to lively, But there's a good, there, there's a he, very he, good chance he's going to get Tommy John. Yeah. Or he might not be good. Like he, it, it's just, you know, you throw enough mud at the wall, some of it's going to stick, some of it's going to fall to the ground. And, you know, one of these times it's going to stick. Um, you see it all the time in baseball. Like uh, obviously the blue chippers are blue chippers, and either they they they, they succeed. They play tears of Myers, and they're in the big leagues. Or, or, or you flame out, or even you just come right up. Like are you Bryce Harper's right? Yeah. Like and 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 Trout's like those. And and Jeter was only twenty when he started. In yeah, he was tears of Myers. He had some a really bad first year. Uh, I heard some good the other day. Steve Phillips, he's on the radio here in uh, on TSN all the time with TSN Radio in Toronto. Um, he made a valid point that that is kind of what I'm getting at. Prospects will get GMs fired because either you hold on to them for too long, 
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because he's supposed to be somebody else, and you don't want to get a guy, or you rely on a, on a prospect who's supposed to be good, and he turns out for shit. Prospects will get GMs fired. Like, and it's it's that simple, man. Like you can you can see something in a in an 18 year old kid, and all of a sudden he's 23. Like, oh fuck, we should we could have traded him for some assets, and we blew it, and we held on to him and held on to him and held on to him. We didn't get anything for him. Or you you don't you don't trade for for a prospect. Like it, prospects get GMs fired all the time, all mm-hmm. the time. And also in too, every sport, and if they're late bloomers, like another team, the GM gets fired, and they, but they're tied to that prospect for two more years, and then he explodes, right? And now uh, that's one of the best trades ever. Like, thank God we got this guy in our system. That is the one thing, Dave, that I do like about football in comparison. Like football, out of the like, I, I'm a hockey, guy, I'm a baseball guy, then I'm a hockey guy, then I'm a football guy, and basketball is way, way, way down there. The one thing I do like about football is you don't really have prospects. No. When you get you, drafted, you're playing. Or when you sign as a free agent out of college, you're playing. Because if you're – yeah, We have if this you, many spots, and we have this many – and you're here for two years, and if you're no good, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like when, we're, when we're drafting you in the first round, you're expected to – You're playing. Here. You bet. Yeah. That is, it's immediate results, or you can fuck right. We're up. not saying to the CFL for some grooming. We're not saying it down to the – Whatever thousand leagues they got going on there down there now, it's all the USFL, whatever it is, the XFL. When you're getting drafted in the first three rounds of the National Football League draft, you're expected to. You're play. playing. There's and there's no getting around that. So that's one thing that that NFL um, NFL scouts in general have it a lot easier than than hockey scouts do and and and, and baseball scouts, in my opinion. And which, which which makes sense as well. Like you're not even allowed to enter the the NFL draft in, until after three years of college. You have to play three years of college because a 19 year old would just get fucking killed yeah. by those animals in the NFL. I don't care how physically gifted you are. Someone is faster, stronger, and wants to rip your head. Do off. you think it's it's not easy? Because otherwise, everyone would do it. Like have podcasts, but do you, do you think it would be easy? Er, to be a NFL scout than it would be to be a scout of the other teams because an NFL scout, we need to fill this spot now. We have 11 positions on defense and offense. We need to make fill this spot now. Roethlisberger retires, fill this spot. This guy's out, fill this spot. Do you think it's easier? I do believe so. Uh, finding diamonds in the rough would be the hard part, but like, you know, like that's the hard part in any sport, but I don't even think you need a scouting department. The NFL does it for you. Like an ESPN does it for you. Yeah, you got that's game, true. 
you got fucking game tape on everybody everywhere all the time. Like you can drop any play of anything and like, what do we think of this? What do we think of this? Like your scouting department doesn't have any travel budget. Because everything. Then they actually bring them to the combine and say, here's what we got. Here's what yeah. We got. Exactly. And then okay, let's 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 and then let's go there and let's meet him. Let's see him work out. If I was an NFL like a draftee, I I would give the the combine a big middle finger. Yeah, I might trip, I might slow down, I might have a bad night, now, whatever. Exactly. Watch my go, tapes. Here's my highlights. Go, go fuck yourself. You've seen every single play I've made in, in the last four years. For four years, plus high school, usually. If the kids exactly. are good, they're falling out of high school. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not coming to the combine. That's a TV. That's made for TV, that combine. Exactly. That's all like it is. They, it's not ESPN kids... production, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Like, yeah, just like I need, I need 20 grand. I want to bring my family and a hotel, please. Well, we don't do that. Okay, I won't come to the combine. I'm not coming then. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. And you'll watch. Yeah. I've already quit school, so you have to do something for me. Yeah, and we're watching these kids do <laughs> the forty-yard dash and, and the vertical we should, jump. And like stuff if we like were that. if we were reporters and not just bullshitters, we it would be interesting to find out what actually goes on between the when a when a kid declares for for the draft and to the combine and to the draft. The cut, the amount of money that gets exchanged to these fucking guys, because all of a sudden, all of a sudden they got a brand new ten thousand dollars suit, earrings, gold, blah, like it's like agents okay. everywhere blowing like, each okay, other. Okay, what happened here? Fuck off! Like I know Alabama pays well, but not that well. Yeah, exactly. Your, oh, your, I signed your it. NIL signed thing it. didn't happen that well for you, right? Well, I signed with this new agency. Well, like, do they, well, so like, so what? Are you, how much are you giving them on your contract? Well, yeah. That's why. I got to run in three, two. So like, and once again, all the pressures on the kid to either do really well and impress or, or watch his draft stock fall. Go fuck yourself. Combine. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Fuck no, you. No I way. wouldn't. There's no way. Even if I was a mid, a middler, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You, you, you've seen me run. You see me. I mean, I'll do pushups over here. I'm not, whatever. Even, I'll do a private not. workout for you. If you want as a team, like, you know, I'll come to you. I'm not going to get, I'm not gonna get embarrassed by Tim Tebow being super super superman out there. Like I'm just right. Not. Yeah, I don't want I like like I don't want to be a number for a weekend and have someone fucking stab me in the ass with a cattle prod to get up there and and jump higher. Dave, nozzle or not a nozzle? Tim Tebow. Total nozzle. Go fuck yourself, Team Tim Tim Tebow. Like he <laughs> like he's a physical specimen and he's a leader of men, and I get it. But you're not good at football. He tried so hard every time he was on the field, though, eh? And I applaud that. I do applaud. But what do you think he was like off the field? Ah, uh, too much, too much. Like nah, all the time, probably. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And like, let's pray. And like, no, no, we're not gonna pray. Let's and, and, pray. And, yeah, and like, hey, you coming over to to Applebee's afterwards? Uh, no, I, I have some fucking mission work to do. And okay, cool. Applebee's. <laughs> fucking applebee's or applebee's and chili <laughs> get your two for one nacho special on tuesdays <laughs> no i can't imagine tim tebow and i have he wouldn't have been fun I, I don't think he would have got along with the, the the 1420 crew at all oh no polar opposites yeah there's no doubt polar polar opposites yeah, funny, funny. No, it's it's funny how like he just how these it's just 
most things don't even matter in, in, in sports. These guys make so much money. And I hate to harp on the money they make, but it, it's it's got to a point, Dave, I, and even free agencies change. And you, you have no allegiance to your team. Like you, you play as hard as you can. But how much are you putting in? Like when it's all said and done, the guys who play for the like the Montreal Canadiens for 20 years and they won eight cups, not 20 years, but you know what I mean? They had allegiance. The Oilers teams, they had allegiance to their team. Uh, those like it, it, now you change teams and you play with guys so often and you and different guys go from different organizations and they grow up playing these these summer leagues and these combines and everything else the, like the competitive thing isn't isn't there as much especially when it gets to this point in the season in baseball and they get midpoint in hockey and then by week four in the NFL season you're like well there's another season gone for shit pay me I'm out Exactly. Like I, I think all these players in every single sport do want to win the ultimate ultimate prize. I, I, I think they want to make the playoffs, but when you get to that point where you're trying your hardest and then all of a sudden it's, it's, there's no way we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You're trying for the ultimate prize now becomes unattainable for this year. So you start going through motions, and 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 then we we see teams do this um, specific, like most often in the NHL and and uh, the NFL. You go through a couple, two, three games, and all of a sudden, like Jesus Christ, we're embarrassing ourselves, and then you start playing for pride, which is a nice thing to see. So, so you know that the team still has it, or or you start playing for jobs. Right. There's a yeah. couple of players on those teams that are, are free agents that don't know where they're going to play next year. And so when you start playing for pride in jobs, at least you can be that upset. Special, and they're playing for jobs kind of elsewhere. Fun. Just a job. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's playing out the stretch. It's, it sucks. It sucks. When I played uh, soccer for the pronghorns here in Lethbridge, um, we were out of the playoffs consistently and it sucks. It it does suck, but then you, you have to start playing for pride. You can still lose, but you can you can put in a good effort because when when pride needs a team, it's it's not fun for anybody. Uh this just in breaking news from TSN. Uh Jonathan Huberto. Eight years, eighty-four million dollars for the Calgary Flames. They convinced <laughs> him. He got Goudreau's money. Someone's gonna get it. And that, Why not? To, and that just goes to show how little Kachuk wanted to stay there because he would have got that same contract. Yeah. But no tax in Florida. No taxes in Florida. And I, and I, and I get it. But at the end of the day, like, what's that million and a half going to yeah, do for you, right? You'll be okay. You're going to do your thing, and you're going to be, be okay. okay. And Huberto is a Canadian, and and maybe Treleving wanted to max him out before uh, – you realize that playing in the Canadian market ain't all uh, fucking wine and cheese. You get the fucking the the uh, snowstorm and then a Chinook the next day and the wind's humming and oh uh, god, no thanks. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. 
with hassle-free returns, free shipping on order over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Hi there, it's Dave from 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. We've decided to give Brent a break and give me the read tonight for Manscaped. Manscaped is uh, happy to join up with us for the Nut Up Challenge. We're going to feature some of the most clutch moments in sports history by athletes who nutted up and went legend. Be sure to vote for your favorite moments on Twitter and nut up as well with Manscaped going to manscaped.com and using our promo code 1420scaped today. The 1420 Sports Bar Challenge, uh, Sports Sports Bar Podcast. Uh, we started this thing a while ago, the uh, the Nut Up Challenge brought to you by, by Manscaped. Dave, the uh, the first week, your, 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 uh, your pick was Kurt Gibson. Mine was Matt Leinart. You won that one by a landslide. Uh, last week, it's I've actually been really close. We're over 100 votes so far, 125 votes, I think it is, uh, for the uh, South Zone Regional, uh, the first South Zone Region. I took the uh, the the kick six from Auburn in 2013, I believe it was. You took the Sunny Liston. Uh, I should have said Muhammad. I see. I worded it wrong when I put it up on the screen because people don't. There's a lot of people don't know who Cassius Clay is, which is odd. I put Clay instead of. Ali, if I would have went Ali, listen, it'd be a little bit closer. We're over 120 votes. It's about 70, 30 right now. So maybe I'll, I'll switch it up tomorrow. But Dave. Um, so more people are picking pick six. and Because they they remember that. And there's more internet people. <laughs> there's more internet people who know Auburn than they knew they know Cassius Clay. I only wish that like anyone that has questions or whatever, just look it up. But. I think Muhammad Ali V. Listen would be a better choice, just so people understand. So I'll I'll do some adjusting on that tomorrow when uh, we figure that out. I'll get that all taken care of, and we'll uh, make sure it gets to a bit because a, a Sunny Listen Muhammad Ali fight is uh, probably more important to, in the history and more of a nut up than uh, an Auburn guy <laughs> uh, benefiting because somebody else missed a field goal. But uh, and I, you know, I'm not an Auburn guy. I'm not an Alabama guy. But I'm just saying that's usually the way it goes. But the the, the nut up challenge it's a nice little thing that we got going on it's a lot of fun uh we've got some manscape things going on a manscape we got to take care of this weekend we'll get that going full bore thank you for uh for uh, sponsoring us full time uh dave who actually you know what i want to say i'm going to bring it up i want to say that i'm proud of us for having a, a no deshaun watson zone tonight we'll leave it at that unless you want to say something i'm good because it's fucking everywhere it's yeah we'll talk i am i am gonna say the one thing i will say about it what i said about it last time i told you so you did you really did it's (laughs) it's so crazy and then we're done We'll get into it on Tuesday. We'll talk about it in the week when you get back. Or you know, Monday night, we've got to do it again. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it again. But uh, Dave, uh, we'll get into a little bit of who is better brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Uh, 20%. We'll do the whole rest of the stuff later on. 
But Dave, simple, simple. Who is better, Josh Donaldson or Josh Sorvino Hall from the Wonder Years? Oh, douchebag versus the nerdy best friend. Ugh, I can't stand Josh Donaldson. I've, I've always thought him a douchebag. Yeah, you know, give me Paul Sorvino. Give me the nerdy best friend. I liked him. Do you remember back in the early Pfeiffer two- was his last Paul name. Pfeiffer. Do you yeah. remember back in the early 2000s when there was a rumor that he was Marilyn Manson? He was Marilyn Manson, yeah. Like, I looked that up. Stop it. Marilyn Manson I, got his ass kicked here in Lethbridge at the at the Denny's. Got punched at Denny's. in the face in the Denny's in Lethbridge. <laughs> you know your career's gone south you get punched in the fucking Denny's in Lethbridge. I don't know who was right or who was wrong. I was. I always wondered if he had his makeup on when he got punched. Like, like how do you? You're Marilyn Manson. You were. You were a megastar. You end up in a Denny's in Lethbridge at three in the morning, man. Jesus. After a concert, like, like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Like, what's your thing? Is that what you're saying? It's a, it's a budget hotel, and like, and why would up, you go to? Why would you go you to? Probably Denny's stayed with, at the Sandman because the radio station was in there at the time, so maybe it was sponsored by blah blah that, blah. That's possible. Yeah, that, that, that is possible. Like that's got to be a low point in Marilyn Manson's career. He got in a, Denny's and Lethbridge. Pan scrambler, and then he got his pan scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get another one. Uh, okay, here's one. Dave, who is better, Mark Cuban or Mark Calloway, aka the Undertaker? Um. Uh, that's what I'm going to say Cuban because he's a self-made. I remember listening to broadcast.com. That's where he made his billions. That was wonderful. You can listen to any broadcast anywhere um, uh, of any game for free on the internet. And that he, was weird. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, broadcast.com. That's his invention. That's how he became a billionaire. So I was a fan of his product before I was a fan of him. I think he's a little much sometimes, but I do believe he is a force for the greater good. Um, instead of trying to go to space, he's making drugs affordable, um, generic drugs affordable for people in the United States, saving people hundreds of dollars. And um, as even when the t- I, I appreciate the taker's career in WWE. I remember when he first came out, I was young enough to know WWF without him. I, I was never a huge fan. I appreciate his longevity and when he threw fucking mankind off that cage. Holy shit. Yeah, that was something hell in the cell. We called it so that was something else. That was a uh, Jesus. Holy shit. Like, are they actually trying to kill somebody here? Because someone will die if they keep doing this. Stuff. When did wrestlers become the ones that became the marks, I guess? Like, the whereas they, they, they didn't know the, the ins and outs. Like, before, it was it was the fans who didn't know it was fake. And then the wrestlers became the ones who didn't know it was fake. They had to impress more and more and more. Like, because... <sighs> No you know, one puts their body on the line more than those wrestlers back oh, in man. 20 years ago. Like those table matches, those ladder matches. Like honestly, when when fucking Mick Foley came off the top of that case, that was like oh, that wasn't good. 
20 feet. his face. And, it was oh. literally 20 feet down to land on your back in a table in a, in a gymnastics pad. Awesome. No thanks. Dave, who is better? Roger Federer, tennis great, probably a Hall of Fame guy. Not probably, Hall of Fame tennis player. Or Roger Daltrey from The Who? Oh, fuck that. You, you're good because you're, you're having a good night because Roger Federer, I thought for sure I was going to pick him for sure. Over who? Roger Rabbit? Well, you know. There's Rogers I, out there. I, I didn't think adultery. I was, I was hoping a, a, a golf player or something like that. Mr. Roger, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rogers. Mr. <laughs> Rogers is, is the king. So I, I would have actually picked Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is creepy. Uh, Roger Dolce, the who kicked a ton of fucking ass back in the day. Oh, did they ever kick a ton of ass? Um, but I'm going to take uh, Federer. One of the greats. And uh, I'm going to take Federer. No more, no more uh, carrying on. Uh, got on a wrestling kick today for some reason. And the other guy is a guy that we uh, we quite like on this show quite a bit. We talk about him quite not as much this year as we did last year. But Dave, who is better, Rick Flair or Ricky Henderson? As much as I like saying you got to to beat to the be the man, man to be the man you got to beat the man and woo <laughs> yeah. and, uh, girls stealing kiss stealing whatever Ricky Henderson I I Ricky Henderson's the man he's the one I would build a franchise around I would love to know I would love to know what the, the what a player of his talents is looked at these days in the in the sabermetric world what would he got if you if you pluck Ricky Henderson circa oh, 1988 Oakland days, if you pluck him into something with the uh oh fuck, whoever it doesn't even matter what team. It doesn't you, even matter if, what team. If you drop him into into uh the Houston Astros right now, what's he getting for a contract? 50? At least. He's he's the single greatest leadoff hitter of all time. Like right, he hits for power. He gets on base, and then he's on second. That, and that like, Dave, I think it's a bigger one. He gets on base. Like, yeah, that, because that, that's that's from Moneyball. He gets on base. OPS. He gets on base. Right. He he gets on base. On base plus slugging. Yeah, and and like and then when he draws a walk, he's standing on. Joey second. Gallo's got a fucking contract. What's fucking Henderson getting? Sure. I think it, it has to be more than than uh, and trout, fucking trout, without a doubt. And like, we bash on trout a lot for, for two guys who don't watch it, watch it very much. But yeah, no, but, yeah, but even like you know, and Soto saying no to to whatever forty two, whatever it was, yeah, forty two million. Like, how can Ricky Henderson not be the highest paid uh, hitter in the league? And Rick, Rick wouldn't have even cared because yeah, whatever. He didn't cash his bonus checks. Right. Ricky got a castles. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll get around to it. Ricky don't need that. Ricky needs new cleats. Ricky needs this. <laughs> Mizuno like, cleats. Fucking just get out there and fucking rake and, and steal bases. Ricky Anderson, it, it could be the greatest non-pitcher of all time. 
There's two greats there, Rick Flair and Rick, Rick, Ricky Anderson. But yeah, I'm going to go with Rick Anderson because I'm more of a, a, a baseball guy than a wrestling guy. Uh, two, three more. Ryan Miller, uh, 2010 uh, U.S. Uh, Olympic team, really good career, borderline Hall of Fame guy. Ryan Miller or Ryan Seacrest? Ryan Miller, the goalie? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Miller, the goalie. Seacrest can fuck right off. I I don't give a shit about Ryan Seacrest. What does it matter if you care? Who's better? Ryan Miller. All right. I got nothing to say about Seacrest. I don't know that guy. He must have a, he must work pretty hard. He's on everything. Wouldn't know it. Not an eye watch. All right. Uh, let's go here. Johnny Bench or Johnny Cash? Oh, good one. Johnny Bench with the big red machine, right? Yeah. And he was the catcher there for a long time. No, wasn't he a catcher? Oh, he's the, he's like the greatest catcher of all time. Okay. So I do know who of whom I speak. I know you don't like the Reds, so I'm going to say Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was the first concert I went to. I was, I think, about seven years old. I have such oh, I did an not affinity. Know that. Oh, yeah, I have an affinity for Johnny Cash. Um, there's some great Johnny Cash songs. Um Johnny Cash has brought more joy to my life than Johnny Bench. So no disrespect, Johnny Bench. Um, but I'm going to take Johnny Cash. You're entitled to your opinion. I got uh, two more. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie Nichols or Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Bernie Nichols Bernie is a Nichols. more winning. <laughs> Bernie Nichols. Pumper had, Nickel. He had a hundred point season. Like yeah. it's like he had a I think he had a 150 point season. Like he was a 50 plus goal guy. He fucking raked with the LA Kings when Gretzky got there. And then he was a different difference maker with the New Jersey Devils as well. The year uh mess. Uh, called guaranteed victory in game six and seven for the Rangers against for the, the Rangers. Yeah. 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 Bernie Nichols was with the Rangers at that time. And he was um, a really successful there. Um, Bernie Sanders. We're talking about the Senator from Vermont here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. The guy with the uh, creepy okay. picture. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> at the inauguration has gloves on and, and the lawn chair and whatever. You know what? I am going to take on this one. This one's the top one. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Bernie Sanders because I believe he's fighting the good fight with no chance of winning. There you go. I, I agree. I, I was like I I like Bernie Nichols as a player, but I, I hope that to, just for a little bit of credibility, Bernie Sanders is viewed a little bit better in the 1420 uh sports bar podcast eyes than Bernie Nichols. Bernie is. Nichols. <laughs> Anyways, uh last one, Dave. Every broadcaster in the world that done the uh, done any sport or Vin Scully, the late great Vin Scully, who's done more sports? No, is it okay? Who is better? Every other sports broadcaster or Vin Scully? I'm gonna tell a story. 
Um, when I found out uh, that uh, Mr. Scully died, passed away yesterday. It was a yesterday, the day before. So important. Tuesday night. Obviously, obviously, my uh, Twitter machine was blown up by by my followings about different things, and I saved everyone. And then when I went to bed last night, like I like it's, I listened to everyone because his his voice, his way of, of narrating what's going on in front of him on the sports field is, is like no other could do. And when I mentioned to Katie this morning that Ben Scully had passed, she said, who's he? I go, he was the, the, the announcer for the Dodgers forever. And then I, and I played her a clip. She goes, I know that voice yep. because her dad's a, a, a Dodgers Dodger fan. fan. Yes. And she goes, I, I've, I've heard that voice so many times. And What a legacy for for Vin Scully to leave to us as sports fans that when you hear his voice, it's relaxing. I know no other, like we talk about NFL announcers and how I'll turn games off when certain people are announcing games if I'm not interested, if if I don't have uh, any skin in the game. Vin Scully, I can listen to him read the phone book. He had such a cadence, a way of class or kindness a kindness yeah i'm just here i'm introducing you and i'm just telling you the story that's in front of us right now and when it's boring as shit i'm gonna tell you about uh i'm gonna tell you about uh bomb gardener and his wife killing a state as a snake right and yeah there was one game dave i listened to him and he out of nowhere he he started talking this obviously uh because he was in brooklyn uh, before he came, went over to LA when the Dodgers moved over in 1958, uh, where he went ice skating, he called it, with Jackie Robinson. And there was a picture of that. And and picture, and it, it, yeah. he, he, just, he was such a great storyteller. And and uh, Vin Scully was the kind of guy you could put a Dodger game on on a Sunday afternoon when you're when you're prepping the barbecue up and just turn it up a little bit if you weren't in front of your TV and you could just listen to the game. And it was always great. That man, he... I don't know how many games over the years I listened to him, watched, and everything else. And he was so great. And it's not so much the big moments, because the big moments are the big moments. Yes, he made some of them better, but it was the, the Wednesday night games that he was so good at, that got, he, that got your attention. He was just, he was so great. He was, he was the immaculate host. Yeah. He welcomed you to his ball game. And he 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 let you. He painted pictures with it. Yeah. His voice and his cadence, and he was like he was like the friendly giant, right? Remember that yeah. fucking show? But now with oh, baseball, yeah. now Rusty the Rooster and who? Was yeah, the other? Jerome the Giraffe. Yeah, a hundred. But now it's one hundred sixty-two games a year, and you're just excited to like welcome to Do- welcome to Dodger broadcast. Yeah, no, he was he was so great. It, he, uh, he, he was a gift to to every sports fan. You know, he hasn't been on the air for 4 years, 5 years now whatever it's been, but uh even though he passed away, he, he, all this stuff's been coming out the last few days and it's been been fun listening to and it's great. Vin, Vin uh we'll, we'll miss you even though you haven't been on the air for a few years, we'll miss you uh all over the sports world, but uh, we'll always have YouTube and everything else to listen to it cuz he was he was the best, and he, there's like you said, you, you listen to read a phone book, and it would be it would be perfect. He was an absolute gift to the sports fan. Yeah. So who was better, 
Vin Scully over the field on that one. So, anyways, on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Not a somber note, but a great great note because we got to we were, we were lucky enough in our lifetime to be able to listen to that man for a lot of years, man. That's a the only job he ever had was a broadcast for the Dodgers. That's 60, a good gig. Sixty-seven years. Jeez, Colin Dodger games. What a gig! Holy, not that's that's a gig. I don't know, and I have I have no idea. Do you, what do you think the negotiations were like? And I, I'm not throwing shade out on the Dodgers or or or, or Scully because I, I don't think it would have been a, a, an awful conversation. Because Scully often said he needed the fans more than the fans needed him, which I don't believe is true. Well, it kind of is because the game goes on. Yeah. Like it is now. But what do you think that the negotiations were like? And what do you think he made here? Because I I have no idea. I haven't looked it up. I'm not a I'm not I a have, snake when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because he's, have, he's such a great man. I didn't I don't want to know if he was getting screwed or or he was screwing them. I don't want to know. I have no idea either, but then like over the course of 67 years, clearly he has worked for probably four to five different media companies, right? Owners and everything else. And yeah. Right. Like, and is he in the employee of the Dodgers or the employee or like, just like, so after 40 years, do the Dodgers say, I don't care who gets our local media rights. This ben, guy's part of it. Ben calls our game and you guys are paying him and this is how much he makes. Yeah. So I, I, I really would, I like, I, I, I don't want to. 81 games, 81 home dates. He didn't travel the last few years. He stayed in California. He would do the California games. He wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. Like, so his last game ever I watched, it was in was actually he, with the San Diego, uh, San Fran, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be a million bucks a year? I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't even want to guess because I it looked it looked to me, and from hearing him talk, he lived he lived a blessed life, and I don't it doesn't matter to me how much he yeah. made, and I and 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 whatever I could only imagine he probably could have done those last twenty years of Dodger games for free with his personal appearance fees if he chose. Yeah, that's true. No, right? Ben like, was so the I, best. I mean, we kind of dragged this on a little bit, but Ben was yeah. so great. Day in, day out, you turn you turn it on because you watch. Because here, like I'd watch the five o'clock Yankee game or, or the Jays game or whatever, and then the eight o'clock, the the I, I the, you put the Dodger game on and just listen to the the sweet sounds of Vince Scully every night. It was it was a joy joy to listen to. Thank you, Vin, for all the years that you were uh, you you blessed the airwaves and everything you did for the game of baseball. Because you're, uh, I think, the greatest Dodger ever. Yeah, Vince Scully will uh, will end it that day. He's a uh, a great man, great broadcaster. I'm glad we had a chance in, in our lifetime to listen to it. He's uh, he's the best, and he for for who is better tonight, and probably the Rick Award winner and the whole all, the whole shebang. It's going to uh, Vin Scully. Thanks, Vin, for all you do and all you had done for for the game of baseball and for our, our ears over the years. The Rick Award winner of broadcasters is for sure, and will ever be Vin Scully. Like he's going to be a He's the, he's the voice of baseball in my ears forever. Yeah. And 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 that's all there is to it. There it is. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beers, four stock, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself because we need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? No swinging at high pitches, Jimmy. Jim or Dave, sorry. When people hear this, I will be a year older. 
Oh my god, like you're I'm 48 as tomorrow. As... Tomorrow I completely forgot yeah, to I'm gonna be 48 that. tomorrow. I, I, I don't look a day over 53, but I, I I'm 48 tomorrow. Well we look quite similar, so I'm a young 52, you're an old 50. You remember you when you were 48? 48, no, no. 48, that's just another it's another number in the fucking It's calendar. just another name in the counter. Like even my 50, I didn't even I didn't care, and my wife uh, threw me a surprise birthday party, which I wasn't excited about, but it was a very low-key event, and yeah, so right. I appreciated her efforts. I really did. And I believe you were there, weren't you? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, Well, see, so you know how I do. Yeah, Deanne so wants to do you... something tomorrow. Uh, whatever. Well, so to, to, to find something. <laughs> it's, it's a PG show. <laughs> it's a PG show. It, it must be my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> she took the day off for some reason. I'm gonna be tired, man. I don't know what's going on there, but anyway. 1420 podcast. Four minutes before talking a whole lot more. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday night. On night Monday post- when Brent is old and losing his hair. Old and tired. There you go. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 